What's up, Supernatural fans? Welcome to On the Road Again, a Supernatural podcast from Nerds and Beyond. Sit back and let the power of Jimmy, Janice, and Jim Morrison wash over you as we tackle all the twists and turns in the Winchesters, the latest expansion of the Supernatural universe. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the very first episode of the On the Road Again podcast from Nerds and Beyond. Uh, this is really cool. We haven't done a podcast since our last podcast, uh, Call for Backup, um, ended a couple of years ago with Prodigal Son. So it's kind of fun to reunite the whole band for a show that we all are really excited for, The Winchesters. Uh, it's a spinoff of Supernatural. And we just wanted to introduce ourselves today and kind of explain a little bit about what we do for Nerds and Beyond, um, how we each got into Supernatural, and what has us excited for this next step in the supernatural universe. So I'll go first. Uh, my name is Jules. I'm a writer, an editor, and a content assistant uh, here at Nerds. Um, I've been here for a couple of years now. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jules Writes Blog. Hi, I'm Brianna. I'm an editor at Nerds and Beyond as well. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at bookbag09. Hey y'all, I'm Kennedy. I'm also an editor at Nerds and Beyond. I've been with Nerds for about two years, I believe. And you can find me on Twitter at Kennedy Lynch. So all of us actually met through Nerds and Beyond um, and kind of indirectly through Supernatural, um, because I think most of us found Nerds and Beyond through the show. Um, We've been covering Supernatural for years now, really. Um, And we're so excited to keep covering it now with the Winchesters. Um, So I thought it'd be kind of fun if we kind of went around and told where we started watching Supernatural, what got us into the fandom. Because if there's one thing about Supernatural, no one has a normal Supernatural origin story. Every fan of Supernatural found it in some strange coincidence or like weird issues. So we we wanted to kind of delve into our backgrounds a little bit and kind of explain um, where our love for the show comes from. Uh, okay, I will kick it off then. Um, I first started watching the show in 2016. I actually had a friend who watches a lot of different nerd things with me. We were both into Harry Potter. We're both into Doctor Who. And uh, we were also into Sherlock at the time, which was really big. And she was telling me, you know, you got to check out Supernatural. You got to check out Supernatural. And at that point, they were about to go into season 12. And I thought, there's no way I'm going to watch an 11 season show. I do not have the time. How would I ever manage? And then one spring, that spring, I actually got sick and had a week off of work and figured, what else would I do with my time but watch 11 seasons of a show? And I think that first week I got through like eight seasons and I've been stuck ever since. That's the thing about this fandom is that you get you get stuck in this fandom like there there is no escape. Once you find and enjoy Supernatural that you can't move on from it. You're just, it's, it, you can't quit it. It's always there. Oh, absolutely. I don't mean stuck. I mean, just it, it sucked me in and there was no escape and I just fell in love with it. And then, you know, conventions from there and there's just one thing after another. And now we have the Winchesters. Yeah. So whenever I tell the story, I always like to say, um, I started watching Supernatural because it goes possessed my computer. Um, I'm trying to remember, I was watching another show at the time. I, I want to say it was Shameless, which like, wildly different vibes going on there completely (laughs) it was summer I want to say like 2017 2018 it was between school semesters and 
I was watching Presumably Shameless and just clicked on another episode to go to the next episode. And immediately I'm like, this is weird. Something's going on. Uh, Like the camera, like the color tones are different. You know, the old seasons had that kind of sepia vibe, muted colors thing going on. And, you know, very much not the same color palette as Shameless. I was like, okay, maybe it's a special episode. I don't know. I'm just going to like- <laughs> A very <laughs> special episode of Shameless? With, you never with know. You know how, you know how like shows will have like, like Bones. They had like that weird, like noir episode. And I was like watching it, like <laughs> what is going on? I was like, I don't know. I just, I'm just going to stick with it. We're going to see what's going on. I, you never know what's going on. But it, it was not in fact Shameless. It was Supernatural. And I was just kind of watching the whole thing. Like, okay, this isn't, this isn't adding up. This is adding up. Um, and I got through the whole first like opening sequence, uh, you know, with Mary and everything. And I was just kind of like very intrigued. And by the time they played that title credit, I was like, okay, I'm in. So I ended up watching the end, uh, like that, that entire first episode. And I was like, dang, like now I got to watch this show. So I, I finished Shameless first. And then I transitioned to Supernatural. And uh, like Brianna said, I've just kind of been here ever since. And Supernatural is what led me to nerd. So I'll always be grateful to the show for that, among other things. The loyalty to Shameless is really astounding that you were like, I found this great new show that I'm like super excited to watch. Well, no, 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 no. I got to finish. I got to finish Shameless first. I have commitment issues with shows. Like I cannot be watching like multiple shows at one time on a binge I was like I'm gonna finish this first and then I'll move <laughs> on and I was almost at the end anyway of the season so it, it was I'm the same way out. I can't yeah. do like halfway through one start a different show like I have See, to finish the other it. show first I do <laughs> I mean I feel like for me at least Supernatural was always the show that was kind of like looming because I had been in you know fandom spaces from a fairly young age, um, like on Tumblr and everything, and Supernatural was just the show that you could not escape. Um, but I didn't watch it. Like I don't know what it was about it that I was just like, no, like I had like a weird mental block with it. And then I was in my non-fandom life. I'm a nurse, and I was working at a hospital at the time, um, a children's hospital. And when my floor wasn't busy, they would float me to be a mental health sitter on other floors. And the thing about being a mental health sitter is that it is probably one of the more boring jobs in the world. So sometimes, you know, they're awake and they're talking and you're having a great conversation. And sometimes they just want to sleep and they just want to hang out and they don't really have anything for you to do other than just be there. So I would work weekends and TNT would run supernatural marathons like all day on Saturday, which they still run those marathons today on different days during the week. And one of my patients was asleep. I didn't have anything to do. It was that or watch like the 80th rerun of like one of those court case shows that they run on Saturdays. So I thought, all right, I'll watch it. It can't be any worse than like anything else that's been on today. And the episode that was airing was Faith, which is, I think, one of the best episodes of the show, even still, even though if it was a season one episode, you know, it was just brilliant. And it sucked me in right away. And I had to watch the rest of the show. And I went home that night. I started from the pilot. I had a trip coming up. I downloaded the entire first three seasons onto my device and watched it on the plane. And unfortunately, here I still am. Um, (laughs) I, I found nerds. Yeah, like Kennedy said, I found nerds through their coverage of Supernatural and specifically through their coverage of Wayward Sisters, which was another Supernatural spinoff attempt. 
um, back in 2018 that unfortunately never made it to the air. So yeah, if it wasn't for Supernatural, I wouldn't have found, you know, half of my friends. I wouldn't have found this website. So yeah, hugely important show, I think, for a lot of people and certainly for a lot of us at Nerds. I always love hearing people's supernatural intro stories. Like you said, there's not one normal, ah, I just decided to turn it on. It looked like, fu- like, no. I think that's a common theme too. A lot of people being like peripherally aware of the show mm-hmm. before they kind of got dragged in. I mean, it was sitting in my Netflix queue. I don't know if that had to do with why my ghost picked it, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know I always had it coming up as like suggested for you. 98% match. You'll like this. No, would I? No, I don't think I will. I, I think I'll leave it there. No, that was very much the case for me because my sister was um, actually, my sister's famous for getting very invested in fandoms for very brief periods of time and then just completely disconnecting from them. And she had very briefly had like a three to four month obsession with Supernatural to the point where she bought like a, a keychain for Castiel and had it on her wallet, like whole nine yards, and then just completely dumped it. So for like a three to four month period, I learned almost everything there was to know about Supernatural and then just it vanished from my life. So I just didn't really think to like look into it any deeper, but I'm very glad that I did. And it's interesting that, you know, a lot of us kind of came to nerds through the coverage of Supernatural and through the coverage of Wayward Sisters in particular, because we were one of the outlets that really kind of was championing that. And now here we are all these years later with a whole new spinoff that we're talking about and that actually made it to the air with the Winchesters. So for those of you who are listening to this and maybe don't know um, what the spinoff entails, I'm not going to say for those of you who don't know about Supernatural, because if you're listening to this podcast, you know about Supernatural. I really you hope you do. Know what's going on? Um, and if you don't, you're going to have to go ahead and, and and binge some serious 15 seasons worth of, of show over on Netflix. My sincere apologies um, for trying to get into this at this late stage. But the Winchesters is going to be a spinoff, a prequel um, to the original series. It's going to be focusing on John and Mary Winchester um, and their quote unquote love story, which is it's it's interesting. Because we have many, many canon versions of that love story. So to see it kind of take on a new life is going to be crazy. Um, It's executive produced by some fabulous people who you know from Supernatural. Um, Jensen Ackles, obviously, was one of the co-leads of Supernatural, um, played Dean Winchester for 15 years. Um, His wife, Danielle, is also an executive producer. Um, She was also on the show for a period of time. Um, She was a guest star um, in the later seasons. And then Robbie Thompson, who I am going to have to do everything in my power to hold back my my love and admiration for his writing style. Um, He was one of the writers on the original series. Um, He was responsible for Baby, which is an iconic episode of the show. He was responsible for um, the 200th musical episode, Fan Fiction, um, which was iconic. Um, And he also created some really amazing original characters like Eileen and like Charlie, who are hugely important you know, to the supernatural story. Um, so we thought we would kind of talk a little bit about why we're excited to see the show, you know, why we're excited to see where it goes from here. I think I'm most excited to see how they treat it in real time, because based on the trailer, it's almost like Mary didn't like John from the get go. There is a trailer out. If you haven't seen it, go look it up on YouTube. 
It's and we have a trailer long. breakdown as well um, over on Nerds and Beyond too for all those little yes. Easter eggs that you might miss. Yes, there's a lot of little subtle supernatural hints that they mm-hmm. placed in there. But already just that's another thing that has me very excited is to see the little call outs to supernatural because you know they're going to add those in there. They have Oh, to. yeah. But I just really want to see the love story in real time because we saw in Supernatural, they just assumed kind of their parents were in love, love at first sight. And it was this amazing love story. But I mean, we both know them to be spunky characters. And we got to, you know, thankfully meet Mary later on in the seasons. And she's very rough and tumble. She's not, you know, a dainty little housewife, Mm -hmm. like, you know, kind of Sam and Dean had going in their head because she died when they were so very young. So I'm really excited to see how they take those characters and kind of reinvent them. And I mean, it is going to be based in that time period too. So I'm excited to see the, you know, clothing that they go with and just the whole, the whole ambiance of the show. They've already talked about the music's going to be very much seventies and everything like that. Plus I'm also really excited to see Carlos. We got to talk about Carlos, our, our precious baby Carlos, who we have yet to make it through even one of us without mentioning Carlos. We absolutely could not. Carlos deserves his own bullet point. Um, Carlos is one of the new characters that we meet in the trailer along with Latika, um, who is another fabulous new character that's coming in. Um, Carlos is a very big deal for a couple different reasons. One being that until the end of Supernatural, there had never been a series regular queer lead um, in the Supernatural universe. There had been several recurring characters, um, but nobody had been a lead until close to the end of the show um, when Castiel had his love confession. Um, But now coming into this new show, we have Carlos, who is played by non-binary actor Jojo Flytes, who is just hilarious. They're so fun. And we're so excited to see what they do with this world and with this universe. And they're, they become only the fourth non-binary lead on a network television show ever. So that's not just on the CW, that's on any broadcast network, which is a huge, huge step forward. Um, And of course, Carlos is just absolutely freaking hilarious. Um, The brief glimpse that we get of him in the trailer is enough to have already inspired a t-shirt uh people are already (laughs) putting his face on like mugs and all kinds of fandom merchandise so and of course he's created by robbie thompson who created charlie and charlie is an iconic queer character from the original supernatural so it'll almost certainly be a really good portrayal and i think we're all really excited to see him oh yeah there's no way we're not going to love him the same way we love charlie it's written mm-hmm. by the same person. I mean, it's just going to be instantly, instantly endearing. Yes. I think we've all already attached to Carlos very much. <laughs> as, as Jules was saying, um, I'm trying to choose. There's so many things that I'm excited about for this show. I mean, first of all, just to be back in the supernatural universe mm-hmm. after the show, the original show came to an end. It's just something really special especially amidst all the the cancellations that the CW has been having lately. So very glad to see that. Um, Everybody who knows me knows I'm a big Dean fan. So happy to see Dean back on our screens. Mm -hmm. Really excited to um, see how his journey unfolds and how they work this into the bigger events of the narrative from the original show and, you know, what time period that this kind of journey falls into. 
the music, like Brianna was saying, uh, Supernatural had some iconic classic rock songs and Jensen has already teased that they will be introducing music in the same vein in the same time period, of course. Um, I could ramble on. Those are just a few things. There's a lot to be excited about. Yeah. And a lot of different directions. I feel like the story can go, you know, I, I think when the concept was first announced, a lot of people were kind of raising their eyebrows at it because it seems like a settled piece of canon, um, right? Like we supposedly know so much about John and Mary and how they met and we know supposedly their origin story. And I think people were concerned, like, where does the story, where could this prequel possibly go that doesn't bump up into and potentially kind of ruin original canon? Um, to which there, there are kind of two defenses to this. One, the original show ran for 327 episodes and has plenty of canon inconsistencies on its own. Um, there, it's just impossible to maintain that level of devotion to canon when you have that many different writers coming in, you have different showrunners coming in, you have different actors leaving and coming in. It, it's Things are going to get dropped no matter what, so there's never going to be like perfect canon. There's always going to be little weird things that are forgotten or not dealt with. First of all, second of all, everything that I know about Robbie Thompson as a writer is that he is fascinated with peeling back layers on things that we think that we know and giving a new perspective to them. And with this show, what you have the opportunity to do is to take two characters that everyone thinks that they really know and do something totally different. And I don't know how he's going to get there. I don't know what the actual concept is. Obviously, we've only have one three minute trailer to go on. Uh, so it's not going to give away, you know, all the secrets of a season right away. But when it comes down to it, I think that there is actually a lot of room to kind of play and explore. And I love the idea of reshaping the canon that we know into something a little bit different and kind of adding new life to this show that we've all enjoyed watching. Like, I, I think it's great to add new layers. I look at what Star Wars is doing right now with all of its series and all of the things that it's doing and the way that it's adding into and expanding existing canon, it's not contradicting it per se. It's patching up plot holes in certain places. It's adding backstories to characters that you maybe you didn't think of before, or you didn't think were interesting enough on their own before. And I think this show has the potential to do that for Supernatural. And kind of like Kennedy said, like, I love the idea of just increasing the amount of time we're spending in this world. Cause I spend all my time in supernatural land anyway. So, you know, we might as well drag everybody else in there with us. Yeah. And going off of what Jewel said, um, you know, something else that you have to remember is during supernatural, most of the knowledge that we have about Mary and John is kind of spotty to say the least, because it's coming from the skewed perspective of Sam and Dean who, mm -hmm. you know, don't really know Mary and John outside of the people that they were as their parents. You know, you never really know, everything about your parents their life as it was before you were born so I think that's gonna be really interesting to delve into their characters and just um see like Jules was saying how they kind of tie in all of these uh all these plots into what we think we know and reshaping the narrative to see if this is really how things happened or if this was just kind of from a skewed perspective or if there's well, Jensen's been teasing some giant twists incessantly, so we'll we'll see how that works in into the storyline. But um, there's definitely so many opportunities and so many different directions that they can take this show. And like we've said over and over again, we trust the team behind the show. 
to make this like a good production. And yeah, we're just really excited to see where it goes. I agree. I want to say when they, when they first announced the prequel, I remember being like instantly nervous because I feel like all of us very much love the show and we're very protective of the show and the characters and the world. I mean, we've spent years and years in it and growing with these characters, like as people and watching them change and grow and take form in front of our eyes. So, and then they announced who was behind it and especially them adding Robbie. It was like, all right, I'm, I'm okay. It's going to be okay. It's going to be amazing. They brought on, it's not a new writer that doesn't know the world who hasn't written for the world before. He's already brought us several characters we love. So it, it really, if there was anyone to take on that job, I feel like they really picked the right one. Again, this podcast is going to be a Carlos and Robbie Thompson appreciation podcast. Yeah. Um, if you so haven't if, picked up on that. <laughs> so if you haven't picked up on that, I mean, yeah, that I feel exactly the same way, Brianna. Like, I think if I had heard that concept and I heard that just some random person was going to do it, I would feel very differently um, about it. But knowing that it's going to be Robbie, who, by the way, like has a lot of experience with reinventing canon and other universes as well. I am one of seven people who watched his show Cursed on Netflix um, from 2020. Rest in peace. That show is amazing. But that show took on Arthurian legend and changed that and manipulated that into a retelling of a story that we thought that we knew and completely flipping the script and changing the perspective. And it did a fabulous job at that. And he also comes from a comics background. And in comics, you were constantly reinventing storylines. You were constantly playing with canon and what is and isn't true of a certain series or a certain character. And so somebody like that looks at uh, at canon as something that can be manipulated and played with it for fun, for, for enjoyment. And so to bring that sensibility to a show like Supernatural, which again, ran for 327 episodes, which means that there is a lot of material to mine from and play with. I, I'm just so thrilled that he's involved. And again, clearly like, you know, Jensen and Daniel obviously care a great deal um, about the world of Supernatural and somebody like Jensen who has been, you know, very active in the fandom for many years, has gone to conventions, has met, you know, thousands of fans over the years, I think is well aware of, of what Supernatural means to its audience and is very protective over it. And we've seen that numerous times now. Um, so I have, I have faith that this team, it, like Brianna said, is the right team to take this forward. So as for what to expect from us, uh, so when we first pitched the idea of doing this podcast, we had a couple of different ideas. Um, the first is that obviously we want to watch the show along with you guys. So when the show premieres this fall, we will be recapping weekly. We'll be talking about our reactions because half the fun of being in the supernatural fandom is reacting to everything that's happening on screen. And that is something I think all of us have probably missed since the show's ending is live tweeting and getting involved and seeing everyone's reactions. So that's definitely gonna be a big part of it. Um, we are also going to be producing some content over the summer as well, kind of leading into the premiere of the show. What we wanted to do was really look at the canon that we know about Mary, about John, and about the men of letters and how that's going to tie in to the Winchesters. Because, because the show has gone on for so long and because we're all very devoted to it, I think all of us have a lot of like head canons and things that we maybe think are true that, that we like vaguely remember from like that one episode, but like aren't really sure if that's like really a thing. And so what we wanted to do was take Mary's story, John's story, and the men of letters 
and really look into what do we know from canon? Like what's a fact that we know? What's something that was told to us in canon, but may not necessarily be true? And what are the holes really in canon that Robbie and the rest of the writing team are going to be able to kind of exploit and kind of give us a little bit more information on? Because there really is so much information there. And I feel like um, as the show approaches, it's going to be helpful to kind of have a bit of a refresher, you know, just just in case you don't have time to go back and watch 300 some odd episodes of television. I mean, I certainly would have time because. What do you mean we don't have time to go back and watch every episode? (laughs) I mean, would, assume it, I haven't already rewatched Jules. Come on now. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Um, but yeah, so what, what we're hoping to do is kind of bring you a little bit of content over the summer, waiting for the show to premiere. And then obviously once the show premieres, really get into it and get into all of our theories and thoughts and what we enjoy about the show. Carlos will obviously have his own segment on a weekly basis um, to <laughs> talk about everything that we love about that character. Um, and yeah. Anything else to add, guys? I mean, I'm just really excited to be back recording with these two again because Kennedy and Brianna and I, along with some other really fabulous writers from Nerds, did a podcast for Prodigal Son a couple of years ago. And we will be having guest stars, too. We will absolutely be having other nerds on this season, um, much like we did with um, Call for Backup to talk about the show because it's fun to add other people to the party occasionally, you know? By guest stars, she means guests from nerds this is true i should while we would like to have the actors on one day (laughs) while we would love that is not within our scope at the moment (laughs) yes this is just for fun this is guests from nerds um who are always going to add fun to the proceedings i feel like that was always the most fun part of doing our previous podcast was having other nerds on to kind of nerd out with us um, and talk about what we enjoy especially since like i want to say good 95 percent of the nerd staff are supernatural fans, which you don't get with like every media property, you know, <laughs> like you don't really get every single person in an outlet who really knows everything about a show. Yeah. And something else that really made the podcast fun when we did call for backup was hearing from you guys. So please, if you have any topics that you want us to discuss or any theories you want to throw out there, we love, love, love hearing from you guys. And we'd be absolutely thrilled yeah, point out when we mess up canon because it's going to happen a lot. Um, and as much as we try and as much research as we do, I think there's always going to be times where somebody's like, nah, in, in episode two of season seven, this line Keep proves- us accountable, guys. You, <laughs> yeah, you, keep us accountable. <laughs> Absolutely. That's our show for this week. Be sure to check back soon for our deep dive series into Mary, John, and the Men of Letters. In the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter at SPN on the road pod and head over to at nerds and beyond for all your nerdy news. This episode was edited by Jules Thompson and produced by Jules Thompson, Kennedy Lynch, and Brianna Lester for nerds and beyond. Our theme music is by Kennedy Lynch. 